We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Okay, parachute's ready. Boy, the things I go through to get auto loan rates as low as 0.99% APR for 60 months on new vehicles with PenFed. You are aware that you don't have to be a military member to save hundreds on your auto loan, aren't you? Anyone can join PenFed. As someone terrified of heights, I probably should have looked into that. Probably. Drop me off at the shore. PenFed Credit Union. Visit PenFed.org slash autos or call 1-800-247-5626. Advertised rates available through the PenFed car buying service. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. What's good, everybody? Before we get into today's episode, big ups to the members of the Patreon. We got Nick Chavez, Christopher Velasquez, Daniel Gibson, Devin Rendon, Derek Plates, Jake Powers, Corey Johnson Hoops, Mike Wozniak, and Ryan Pisner. Today's episode, I got Ahmed. I got my buddy Josh making his debut on VM. Kind of sit back, relax, and we talk about UFC, how Josh got into MMA, the body transformation Josh has gone through. He used to be the baby of the group. Now he's jacked up. We talk a lot about daily fantasy, the growth of it, how we got involved, the pros and the cons of playing it, the differences between daily and yearly fantasy. We talk a little bit about the NFC East. This is also recorded prior to the time that Dak Prescott got his contract. So just take that with a grain of salt. And also, man, it was just a really fun episode. And this week, it's going to be a three-podcast week. I'm recording a lot of NBA stuff and some NFL free agency. So, NFL free agency, I know Alan and I, on Tuesday, 6 p.m. Eastern time, on Locker Room, we're hosting a room. We partnered up with Locker Room, the Locker Room app. Check it out. The link is going to be in the episode description. Download it. It's free. Follow me. It's at The Lamb Show. Very original, I know. And you'll know when we go live. So, I'm probably going to do a giveaway on that locker room if we could hit 30 to 40 people on that one. So download the app, check us out, enjoy this episode, and we'll catch you guys later. 
respect in my city. I'm working off of respect. Yeah. You think you got it? I got it for real. You think you got what I got? Uh. This one for those they forget in my city. This one for those they forget. Yeah. This dog off the leash and it's ready to kill. You like the posters? Homie, go finish him. Pretty fire, right? Yeah. Which, which one would you say is uh, your favorite one? This one right here. <clears throat> That's the one Josh got for me. It's the best one in there. For sure, yeah. Add in your, uh, your nip one. Nipsy. Nip. Yo, yo, you know, one night I shit myself because that thing fell down. You, do you see the top? Look, look at the top right of the oh, corner. Wow. You see how it's chipped? Yeah. There's only like 300 of those made. I talked about this on another podcast and it fell and I'm fucking watching TV and I just hear bang, bang. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I come in here and that thing all fell down and like four of the panels fell. Holy shit. I thought and you I, meant like because of a ghost. Nah. Why? You believe in ghosts? I don't know. Maybe. I watch bad ghost shows. You do? But I don't know if I believe in them. I'd have to like, you just spilled. Look at me already. We're starting off hot. I've started recording, by the way. Really? Yeah, we're live. Oh, hey. <laughs> I've been texting this whole time. Yeah, we're good. Right, so it's good. I press record and that's it. Yeah, welcome. welcome. Morning. First of all, thank you guys for coming into the studio. About time. It's it's only taking a met about. Enough of your shit, bro. Don't start <laughs> this off. This is like both this. our first times here. Yeah, in yeah, general. yeah. Yeah. So take shots at Josh too. Well, yeah, but Josh came bearing <laughs> Can I gifts. This up? It's mad tight. He bought water. I bought White Claw. <laughs> oh, and the crew next. Yeah, and the crew. I'm sorry. <laughs> a little more expensive. Yeah, no, White no Claw. Problem. Josh in the building. I met here. My guys, thank you for uh, coming by. I've been looking forward to doing this for a while. Yeah, bro. So there's a lot that we're going to discuss. I don't even know what I'm going to title this just because it's going to be all over the place. What? DFS chat? No, I know that. But oh. I'm saying like the topics that we're going to discuss is going to be just out of control. Yeah. I wouldn't say out of control, but it, we're, we're controlled gonna... chaos. Exactly. You know? see, you're spot and you can on. tell, you know, Josh looking as sexy as always. Yo, what kind of watch is that? Mavado. Oh, you think I bought this myself? <laughs> <laughs> Josh is drinking his iced coffee. Me and Ahmed are being degenerates, and we're drinking, you know, Blachayim. Nice I should put vodka in this. Cheers. Mm. No, one time I think we were in Miami, and I put vodka in like Gatorade. It wasn't mm. that. Uh, it wasn't that good, man. Josh was doing something. Over the frozen summer, Gatorade. I was making a frozen, frozen Gatorade and vibe. Probably gave really me good. Yeah. What would nice. you say is your favorite drink, like alcoholic wise? Alcohol wise. Alcoholic wise. <laughs> I mean, I'm not really much of a drinker, but I would say in the last year, White Claw is probably because very it, Long Island white girl of you. It is, but it also like it's it's a drink that doesn't make me feel like uh after. It's either that or I would say Jameson. The two fucking opposite sides of the spectrum. Well, because of Dan. You're talking you about know. a freaking 12-year-old girl could drink that. And then you're talking about Jameson with 40-year-old Irishmen drinking. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, a nice balance. Exactly. Yeah. You either go for the all crazy or just, you yeah. know, I'm relaxing. I like, I like Blue Moon, which is what I'm sipping on now. Mm. In my Buffalo, New York glass. Shout out to Buffalo oh. State. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, aren't you the coolest? I am the coolest, right? <laughs> Josh, what do you like to drink, bro? Uh, I like Corona. Mm. I don't like White Claw anymore. That is Josh. Gives me that drink. syrupy taste in my mouth, and it's like, she's whack. Josh got the hottest body of all our friends. Hot Josh. Thanks. That's Corona premiere for you, right yeah. there. That's, that's what. It, yeah, yeah. Sponsored by Corona. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, you know, I've I've mentioned to you on the pod before about how like growing up, you were like the baby of the group. Like yeah. you were always the smallest one, is what I mean by that. And then now you're fucking Muay Thai. You're fucking jacked up and shit. Yeah, that's, like, that's that's why. <clears throat> yeah, but what got you into wanting to to change everything? I don't think I've ever asked you know. this. Chris Carlson actually, shout out Chris Carlson and Iron Lion. He Word. he had contacted me about doing like a little like training program with him, 
and I got into that with him and I learned how to like properly work out like form and everything. And then I just stuck with it. And then UFC got me into training Muay Thai. Word. Word. He also saw me shirtless one day and he was like, he got jealous. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't want to get beat up by a med. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, what about, what about you? Do you like to work out? No. No, right? (laughs) (laughs) You want to, I mean, (laughs) we're on, we're on Xbox yesterday. Med's like, yo, in my next, in my new, when I have a crib and I'm older, he's like, I need a gym in it. I was like, or you could just get a gym membership. He's yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. it's just going to take a room, bro. You're not going to use the gym. You know what it room. is, though? I'll be honest. I used to work out with Josh, right? Mm-hmm. And when I did work out with Josh, I was at like my all time healthiest and my heaviest. I was like 185. Now I'm at like 150 something. But yeah, I, I used to enjoy working out with him because he pushed me. I can't really push myself in that sense. I would need that little extra motivation. That's how I feel when, when, well, I mean, I don't work out with him now anymore. Yeah. Because number one, he doesn't text me that he goes to the gym. <laughs> and number two, it's also like he goes at the time that I'm coming home from work. So there's some days where I'm mad lazy. I'm like, man, because I wake up so early and shit. So I'm already up for like about yeah, eight, yeah. nine hours by the time he's fucking waking up and he's going to the gym. But I, I like working out with you too. The best yeah, is. Right. But it's also like it, you're, you can't be lazy with it. Like. If I'm there on my phone the whole time and he's waiting for me to finish benching and shit, it gets whack for him. Like, yeah. you're in there. It's like, yo, let's go, man. Let's and we bullshit and whatnot. But even, like, working out for a month, like, we were working out, like, maybe three, four times a week. I felt, like, mad, like, sexy and hot working out with you. <laughs> no, yeah, definitely. He's he's somebody I'd recommend working out with. He's a beast. Bro, you mentioned uh, about UFC. Um, you two are both really interesting when it comes to that because Josh and I don't miss any fight let alone a card yeah we're also degenerates we play dfs like all the time with the lineups and shit yeah but then you're like if josh and i are tens when it comes to fandom right like we don't miss any fight we go to a bunch of fights yeah obviously not now because of covid what would you say your level of fandom if we're tens we're like the max that you could be i'm probably gonna go with like a a four i would say a five because I mean, I'll go to Josh's usually and we'll watch and UFC will be on and I'll watch it, but sometimes I don't watch every fight. Mm-hmm. And I'm not as crazy about it as you guys are. I mean, I definitely enjoy it. I think it's interesting watching people like fight and, and it's there's a lot of skill behind it, but you guys are like really into it. I'm, I'm more of like, Josh puts me on a lot. Like he'll be like, oh, this guy's a good fighter. Like mm-hmm. last week or two weeks ago, I think it was Aspinall. Yeah, and we yeah. were talking about it, and he was he was telling me a lot about it. I was like, "Oh, this is pretty interesting." Seeing a big guy like that being as quick as he is, like he's like a new up and coming heavyweight. Yeah, he's too. so that something like that is fun for me to watch. But I, I also I said he looked like Brian. I was like, "Look at this guy; he's fine. He looks like Brian Esco." <laughs> oh, yeah, like his brother. <laughs> yeah, Yo, that's right too. He, he really does, does just like, like a brolic, intimidating ass. But I don't like. I'll watch like everything that's on the main card. Like I won't watch everything that's that's before that. Like as you guys would be tuned into every single fight. Like watch every fight like it's the main event you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying like that's how you guys are i'm i'll get there eventually but i also you know but do you do you like do you like mma yeah, i definitely do it's interesting and you know uh my brother's into it my dad's into it and i mean my boots is into it boots my cat's into it and my shout out to the cat and you i want to bring the cat here and i'm like yeah we're not doing this i fucking and, hate cats and i know it's not i know it's not mma but also mac my brother is a boxer mm. so like you know him combat sports though yeah so it's it's, there's definitely some interest in it but you know i'm not really i don't i'm not into it 
to the extent you guys are again but but i do like it right yeah you- I, and also i was i was talking to you about this <clears throat> earlier um that it's crazy that these guys go into a ring every day or not every day but when they do and they're like risking their lives for like not that big of a pay mm-hmm. and you got to give them a lot of credit for that as well you know they train and they cut weight and everything that goes behind every single fight and goes into every single fight i just feel like what they get paid compared to what they put into it is just it's not equal at all so and that that just makes you respect them a lot more and and it definitely makes you want to watch too well i've always said that i don't think there's a there's an athlete or profession that i respect more than mma fighters just because, dude, imagine, like, if you're on the regional scene. Like, how much money do you think, like, a guy fighting on the regionals makes? I mean, I always wonder how much money those even those promotions can even make. Like, because you don't even get that many people that go to those events. So, what do they, do they throw to a guy, like, 5,000? That was my chapstick, Phil. No, that's fine. 5,000? I think... Uh, I, I at think most, I'm uh, saying, like, like, if you're the champ and you're fighting, they probably give him, like, 5,000. Because I remember with Jared, when Jared was fighting at the CFFC, yeah. which is, like, one of the bigger... Regional promotions. promotions that's like not UFC and Bellator and shit. Their their HQ is in Atlantic City. He would have to sell tickets and like you would go and buy the tickets and use yeah. like Jared or Flash, yeah, whatever yeah. the promo code was, so you get incentive there. And then he would sell like the merch. We would buy all his shirts and shit. Yeah. So I don't know how much they would make, but going back to what you said, that's always like the argument about fighter pay, because especially if you miss weight, like you give yeah. up thirty percent of your purse, bro. Like, like Josh, how sick would you be if you fucking miss weight and? You got to give up. You know, you're only yeah. going to make, potentially you can make 70000 right? Like, say, for example, you have 35000 to show, which is basically if you make weight, you're going to make yeah. 35K, right? And then if you win, you make another 35K, your win bonus. But then Josh misses weight. He got to give a med 30% of his purse. Josh beats you. He's walking away with like 50, 55000 yeah. as opposed to seventy. Now, do... Fighters, you, I mean, do they give them the money back most of the time? Or out of respect, a lot of fighters do like give you yeah. like the thirty percent that they got back. Like, do some people have announced it after fights? He's like, "Yo, this guy's got a family. He put in work. He of missed course. weight, but I'm, he can have his twenty percent or whatever." And is there like a can you miss weight by a certain amount without getting penalized? It's a pound, right? It's, like you yeah, can weigh some in. Some weight classes have different allowances. So, like, if the weight is one forty-five, I think it's one forty-six. Yeah. That you can weigh in, so you can weigh a pound overweight, and that's like your allowance. Yeah. Okay. That's. But then when you miss weight, like, but like then Jared they, they missed they weight say, by four pounds. Yeah, but then they say, well, that other guy, the fucking Brazilian dude, missed weight by like twelve pounds. Oh yeah, you know, I, mean, he, he, I, mean. I really think his camp thought he was fighting at one fifty-five. <laughs> 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 Twelve and a half pounds is it's literally the record in the UFC. Yeah, that's like, never that's a lot before. of fucking like, weight. Hell yeah, bro. That's what I said too. I was like, I was like, yo, they had to have to think that he was fighting on one fifty five. There's no other justification. To I mean, you. That's a whole different weight class, right? Yeah, like, bro, yeah. So entire, it's like, bro, he's a monster. Did you see the picture of him? Yeah, I, I it mean, looked like he. There was no way he could have cut another like twelve pounds off that body. He was already shredded, and he was weighing in at like yeah, one fifty seven. Bro, missing by 12 pounds is crazy. I think they said that the other biggest weight cut was like 10 it was, pounds. It was nine, I think, was the record before that. And it was, I don't even know who it was. Was it Rumble? I think it was Rumble, yeah. Anthony jo- uh, yeah. Johnson. Bro, that's just... That's I mean, a lot of weight. And I think you asked in the chat, you're like, yo, what, ha- like, what happens? Like, what leads to you not being able to cut weight? And a lot of times it's just like, eventually your body just stops. Of course, yeah. 
It just can't break down. Bro, I was listening to Dustin Poirier on a podcast. You want to hear the most absurd thing ever? Yeah, you were telling. Yeah, this is. Do you know how much he weighs? Like, he weighed the night that he fought Connor? 193. Fights at 155. He said he used to walk around over 185 when he would fight at 145. That's insane. Bro. It's like, how do you cut that kind of weight? Like, dude, that's. You it's just eat? crazy what you do to your body, right? You were saying about, like, the shit that they got to go through and, like, they're literally, like, killing themselves to, like, make weight. Like, that's that's the biggest process of you getting into the cage. Like, it's never really official until you get into the cage and the, the doors close. Like, not literally, even... Literally, yeah, literally, literally, it's like, not official to the moment you step into the cage. Last fight, or last card, this fucking... It was Chaz Skelly versus Jamal Emers. Chaz Skelly steps into the cage, and then, like, he walked out first, and then Emers was supposed to come out. Back spasms. He never oh walked out, God. so Skelly's like, the f-? he's like, do I get? He's like, do I get paid for this? <laughs> Yo, was it uh, Trevin Giles or, or Trevin Giles and Kevin Holland? He just fainted in the in the locker room. Like Holland, Holland was walking out, and Giles p- fainted in the locker room. That's it. Fight over. Like you, you dead ass don't know. Even if you make weight, like yo, in the past it used to be like, if they make the weight on Friday, then you know, all right, yo, we got the main event. We yeah, got yeah, yeah. But now it's gotten yeah. to a point, especially with COVID. Like, yeah, I mean, at the time that we're recording is the 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 Gagne and. Um, Rosenstrike card, so it's it's the week before the big pay per view with Adesanya and Jan, but I mean, as Josh was pulling up, he's like, "Yo, another fight just got canceled." Yeah, Angela yeah. Hill got canceled. I think and, was it COVID? I think also. You, you just never know. Now it's even crazier. So in that, um, do they still get paid? Like, you know, you go out and the guy has back spasms. Like, do you? St- I think you get your your show show money. Yeah, okay. there's show money and then like fight money, and then there's like. Fight bonuses and stuff. That's awful Win for bonus. somebody that trains for how many months do they train before a fight? Usually, like it's usually like give or take eight to ten week camps. Sometimes they take like the girl Angela Hill took the fight on like one week notice, right? Yeah. yeah. So she it was she fought she only she only trained for a week, but most like a full camp is like two months usually. How did you get into UFC? Um, I don't even know really. I think it was like all like. Like you guys, like I was always like and like watching it, but I wasn't like too into it. It was more like basketball and football that I'd watch. But then I, when you guys were watching it and always like we'd go to like Rockies and stuff to watch it, that's when I started getting into it more. And then DraftKings put me into like the early prelims and stuff where it's all these unranked fighters and stuff. Because I feel when like I really got into yeah, it. Yeah, because then I, I don't know where you became like as big a fan as like me, Boss, and Eric. Yeah, or the three that probably were yeah. watching UFC from the beginning, and now it's like, and yeah. You, DFS definitely plays a role. Oh, yeah, 100%. Right? Like, I'm looking up fucking this guy's results when he was fighting in Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> when am I going to do that? What was what would you say was the biggest thing that hooked you on UFC? The biggest thing? I don't know. I guess you could say kind of like when McGregor was, like, beefing with everyone, like Chad Mendez and shit. I think, like, him being such a villain puts you on because you're like, damn, I want this guy to get his ass whooped. Hold on. Was that the night that you had, like, four shots of Patron in one sports center segment? I don't know. The top ten? <laughs> I wouldn't know. <laughs> I wouldn't know. Because, like, you had to carry me to the apartment. Yo, yes, that's exactly what happened. So there was a night where, if you guys know the sports center top ten, obviously, right? Yeah. Yo, his brother, we were at Rockies. We were watching uh, We were watching fights. Uh, that I remember. I don't know if it was for Chad Mendes and Connor, but one Sports Center segment, Ahmed, top 10, he must have ripped like three shots. No exaggeration. Yeah, yeah. That night, we drop him off home. 
And you know how, like, at his old crib, he had that window that you could look in through the side, like, and, in like, the hall? Yes. So, yeah, yeah, so yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. it's, like, that first door to get in. Yeah, yeah. And then from there, it's, like, the other door. You know, Josh opens the door, he goes in, and we're looking at the window. And I forgot who I was with. I was just, like... It might have been Espo. It might have been Espo. I was, like, I don't think... I saw Josh going to the other door. <laughs> Yo, we get out the car. We look through the window. Josh is literally sprawled out <laughs> on the floor, leg up in the air. We're like, "Yo, what the hell?" Literally tucked him in. You know how like you yeah, say, "Yo, yeah, tuck, tuck yeah, you in." Like, no, no, no. We, we like tucked him in, put him in his bed. Fucking took off his pants and shit. He was in his tank Changed top, him. just like yo, just literally tucked him in. Yeah, I was fried. <laughs> I got alcohol poisoning that night because I was literally hungover, throwing up for two days. And now if I even sniff tequila, I like the hair on my arms stand up. I can't do a shot now. And I used to love tequila. I feel that way about Jack Daniels. Like I have a shot of Jack Daniels. Like first thing that I'll drink, like I go out to a bar and I'm like, yo, got shots of Jack. It'll fuck my whole stomach up. That's me and Fireball now. Mm. I haven't had Fireball in a while. Fireball's mm. also disgusting. Yeah, it's dirt. Yeah. The closest thing to dirt. It's dirt. <laughs> Hot dirt. Spicy dirt. Yo, I, uh, what would you say? So you said that you're like a four, right? As far as like, I said four or five, give me some credit. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, what would it take to get you to be more of a fan? Like, cause you're already invested. Like you watch all the fights with us. Like you said, main card, right? Like when the main card starts, especially pay-per-views, that's when you go from Josh's kitchen. Like you come into the couch and you're actually watching the yeah, events. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For that, you're just bullshitting with everyone having a good time. Me and Josh are like glued. We're watching all of them. Does DFS and gambling play a role? Yeah, absolutely. It does. But also... It's probably my favorite sporting event to go to. Him and I sat together for Stipe Ngannou, which is coming up also, the first time when they fought in Boston. And going to an event is completely different. But I haven't gone to an event. And I feel like if I did go to an event, it would change my whole perspective. Yeah, you'll 100% love it. The like, you know, atmosphere is like, yeah, crazy. I, I think I need to experience that first before I could become a fan the way you guys are. And, and that's because... I say that only because I've been going to Josh's all of last year, I would say, every Saturday just to watch a UFC event. Um, and I watch them, but I think the like that Almost takes listening, bro. that takes a play. That takes a play in it. And also I think if I go to an event, that'll that'll really put me over the top. What'd you say? I said I said Cuomo's listening. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I didn't say how many people. There's only me and Well, Josh. yo, now the garden, they're starting to let people go to, yeah. to the games. Like, I, I mean, at the time of recording, it's after the fact. But I'm going to the Knicks game on Thursday. But I got to go get tested. You got to get tested three days beforehand in order Good. to be able to go to. Yeah, it's better. But that's 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 cool because then you feel like you don't have. There's not You like, feel safer. Yeah. The people in the arena feel, feel safer. safer. Look, the, the stadium safe, safe. Everybody, bro, and they also want to make. They also want to make money. And listen, you get to go back to a game. You get to go watch a game. So it's like if if I have to, if I have to take precaution, precaution, and and take a test prior to me going to a game for everybody to feel safer, including myself, and I get to enjoy a game. Let me do that. You know, for sure. That's it. It's. I think it's. I think it's very fair. Who's your favorite person to watch? Like fight. Fight? Yeah. Um, listen, I'm going to say uh, Khabib. Mm. I'll say Khabib. Just because... All right, so let me tell you what really made me like enjoy watching him. It was, it was actually when he fought McGregor, right? Because McGregor had... His head was so big going into that fight. He was talking 
so much shit and and when you when you talk about someone's culture someone's religion the way he did towards khabib and khabib goes into the ring and makes someone who thinks they're so big look so little that just that says everything about him yeah as, a, as just a, a yeah. person as a fighter he didn't do much talking he waited until the fight and he just dominated what's funny like, about khabib dominated is um that fight if you watch the thing dana white looking for a fight when they went to Abu Dhabi to like, because they go to like under promotions to find talent. That That's they how they scout. found Jared. Yeah, yeah. They they go to like these lower promotions to find talent to bring to the UFC, and um, they had Khabib there, and Khabib was telling the guy um, Dean Thomas, like one of the co-hosts on the show, I guess. He um he was telling him how that was the only fight he ever fought with emotion, and mm-hmm. that it was the wrong thing to do. He's like, because it tires you out, it makes you um do stuff you like aren't supposed to do with your game like with your game plan makes you get too aggressive and he was talking about how he did that with khabib because he was like he brought mad energy to that fight he was yeah. choking him out he's like talk now and he's yeah yo yo face. that was the most gangster shit ever yeah he's, he's hitting connor and he's like let's talk now let's yeah. talk now let's talk and and then connor there's a sound by connor goes to him after i think the third round he goes it's just business like connor realized like yo it's just like all the the bullshit beforehand it's just business but yo there's some people bro to him that's not business yeah. you're nah, making dude, fun of you're his talking family, about his family his religion, his religion yeah. like and 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 he grew up differently than yeah and those people like the the, the muslim people yeah. are overly religious like you can't i mean you can't fuck with religion at all yeah. like religion and politics you should never try to debate with anyone or talk about it but that got to a point where like khabib was like nah bro like that shit don't fly with me yeah, like we doesn't. wrestle bears and shit yeah. like I'm not That's trying what, to fuck after with that. the fight, even though he got fucking choked out, his t- his corner hopped in the ring and started teeing off on yeah. Connor because like they they kept that they took That's, that personally. Yeah, and kept and, that same energy. Yeah, and then and then after that, if you notice, Connor complete 180. Connor was just you like, yo, I can't now? be saying wild shit. Well, even with Cowboy, right? Like, mm-hmm. I think I think Connor losing the way he did, <clears throat> it humbled him. Number one. Number two, he made he realized that like, yeah, I could do that with Nate Diaz because Nate don't give a fuck. He wants that exactly. back and forth. Like, yo, fuck you, bitch, Stockton, motherfucker, yeah. and all that. But Habib, he's like, yo, I can't dig that deep. And that's why Connor became like completely different. Like even with Poirier. Yeah. Poirier was like, yo, I was surprised that he wasn't talking shit to me. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. The hot sauce thing you saw. Yeah, the like, hot sauce. Exactly. Like, great, like, like, great of a, like he's a great fighter. He's this, he's that. Freaking hugging at the end. And even when he was talking smack, Connor, he did it with the respect. Like he was mm. still telling people how great Poirier is and like and still saying he'd finish him. What he say? He finished him in sixty seconds or yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah that happened. Huh? <laughs> um, but I'm just saying, right? Like he would talk his smack but also not be as disrespectful. Like when Yeah, he, he's like he he's great, but I'm I'm the greatest. Exactly. Right, like he'd right. say he's like, like so he, I'm gonna knock him out again. He's great, but he's not in my like level or something. Time. You'd be a good person to ask this because you do Muay Thai. Uh-huh. I only do jujitsu. I'm not trying to strike. I'm soft. Serge <laughs> threw a leg kick one time at me, and and well, I threw a leg kick at him, and he checked it. I was like, yeah, I'm not trying to do that. I'm good. Let me just stick with my grappling and do that. Calf kicks. Okay. Have you been calf kicked? We wear we wear shin guards. Okay. So like not like I have been, but it doesn't it doesn't hurt as much, but it still hurts. Right. I mean, yo, I hold pads because I do Muay Thai, but more for like cardio 
I don't do it to like we never. I've never sparred, yeah. right? I've done MMA sparring where it's like there's jujitsu and wrestling also, and like there's no strikes to the head. It's just like body shots, and you could check kicks, right? There's no head kicks. There's no kicks to the stomach. It's only like leg stuff. But again, just like Josh, I'm wearing shin pads and shit. Yeah. So I hold like sometimes people will throw kicks and you hold the pads and like that shit can like it hurts, bro. Like sometimes a fighter will throw a head kick and like he'll block it. And people are like, oh, that didn't get through. It's like, nah, bro, it hurts, dude. Like, yo, think about this. Just do this action, right? Put your hand out and just go like that to you. Yeah, yeah. Like that, that kind of hurts, yeah, right? I mean, like if you guys are watching, if you have arms like mine. Yeah, but yeah. I'm saying like, th there's no, there's no. no muscle here, bro. It's just so you're throwing a kick and, and you're getting hit. Like that's still gonna hurt you, even though if you blocked it. So. You said you've gotten kicked in the calf, but like you're still wearing shin pads. Yeah, like when we spar and we're doing it light, like we do light sparring because we're not trying to knock each other out in the gym. And even then, like you, it's gonna take you off balance if unless you're like prepared for it. And like you're you're worrying about every other. You're worrying about takedown strikes. Not Muay Thai takedowns, but in like UFC, like. But you can I'm do a, sweeps. Yeah, but we're when we're doing we we'll do like boxing or Muay Thai sparring. So every, like no one's really. I'm not that advanced. I'm not sweeping anyone right now. Right. But like people, you're worrying about like other kicks to like, you know, like deep kicks, roundhouse to the stomach, to the quad. Cause that shit hurts too. When you get hit in the quad, it deads your leg. And then calf kick, you're just not expecting it. So it's going to hit you hard and it's going to not take you off balance. Bro, That's like when his... you, when you were holding pads for Josh and when he was kicking, I'm, I'm not getting it in the way of anything like that. Yeah. Did you hear how loud that was? <laughs> I'm okay. Like that's what I mean. Like I'm glad I'm enjoying Over watching the summer it. before a UFC event, Josh and I were in his backyard yeah. and we put like these like Sound bullshit like little shocks. square mats down and we're just like hitting pads and shit. And Josh is throwing leg kicks and I have the pads up and Josh Ahmed just goes, Yeah, I'm not fucking with that. <laughs> yeah, no way. <laughs> like it sounded like a shotgun was going off in his backyard. I'm okay. You yeah, hold man. pads for a long time in class with someone that kicks hard and I I've woken up with sore forearms. I was like, yo, did I fucking it's like shin splints in my forearms. Yeah. But like you even holding that, you feel the impact. Bro, the first time like, I did jujitsu with the gi, I thought I broke my my hands. Yeah. Because that's completely different from no gi. So like the difference is like obviously you wear the you wear the gi, you wear the, the outfit, right? Okay. And then you wear the no gi, which is like me and you could start rolling like this. This would be yeah. called no gi jujitsu. And I'm it's a lot of pulling, right? Like you could learn submissions where where if someone's just wearing a pea coat, you could choke them out with their pea coat. Like it's that's, crazy with yeah, the gi, yeah, right? That's cool. But it's a lot of yanking and pulling and like diff different grips. Bro, my forearms. I remember calling Serge. I'm like, yo, I think I broke my hands. He's like, no, you didn't, bro. It's just, <laughs> it's just the grip. So I was like, yo, I've never felt this same before. Yo, throbbing on fire, yeah. son, for like three days. That shit is not to be messed with, bro. Who's who's your favorite UFC fighter? I mean, I know um, it, but like, okay, yeah, yeah, we're literally talking about yeah. it. I actually wrote it on Twitter. So my favorite's Tiago Santos, just because like. Um, it was the underdog story. Like I, w I watched him when he fought Kevin Holland. We were when we went to Rockies for that fight, and I was like, I had I had Santos in that fight on DraftKings, cause, but I didn't really know much about the two of them. But I took Santos because he looks like someone that I would take. Mm. And then oh, by the way, Josh is the ultimate stereotype judge a book by its cover <laughs> fighter he'll be like yo that guy has a way better body than him i'm definitely like he'll never take ben Askren. no <laughs> <laughs> and and it proved right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the, but that's the thing like if, if you have a super hot body and you're jacked josh is taking he's like yeah i'm siding with him most time. likely yeah yeah 
But um, so I saw Santos. I was like, oh, I'm taking this guy. He looks like a killer. Yeah. And then they fought, and he looked like he was two weight classes heavier than Holland, and he beat the shit out of him. And then I just, I just I kept watching his fights, and then he fought Jones, and I was like, I want the underdog to win. And he, that was a really good fight. That was such yeah. a good Despite fight. Despite him Probably tearing two, everything two in his fucking knees. still put up a good fight. Two blown out knees, bro. One um, judge, one scored him winning that fight. Yeah. Yo, and, two like, blown out knees, it. bro. Think about that. That's why you said before, like, these motherfuckers kill themselves in the cage and then, like, bust it up knees, b- broken wrist and yeah. shit and broken arms and just... Jared Kanier, when he fought Robert Whitaker, first round, blocked a, blocked a head kick and you saw his forearm, yeah. it was completely broken. Yeah. And that's why, like, he wasn't throwing any punches with his right hand because his forearm's broken. Yeah. There was, uh, there was a chick fight. Um, I think Paige Van Zant threw a spinning back fist and she broke her forearm. So in the rest of the fight, she's fighting with, like, one hand because your shit is... Speaking of that, also one of the greatest fights I've ever seen, if you could refresh my memory, it was... Um, Joanna and... Yes. Bro, I was when, there for that. Wait, Lee yes, and Joanna. Yeah. Bro, that was one of the craziest fights I've ever seen. Bro, that... Who so, had that lump on her head? Joanna's face looked like Bro. a horror movie. Yo, that, that was, was such a good fight. That was probably one of the best fights ever. Not even like... That like should have been the main event. MMA. Yeah, like just MMA yeah. in general was... That should have been the main event that night. Well, the, the, main, the main event was <laughs> Romero Adesanya, and yeah. that was a fucking snooze fest. <laughs> yeah. that, was as, suppo- as, that was supposed to be a Right, right. Yeah. But especially like, when you see that the Joanna fight yeah. first, and then it's that one, it's like, fuck, yo, what a buzzkill. I was, was in the arena a, for that. Your boy, uh, uh, Sean O'Malley, too. He fought on that card. anymore. He's annoying. How dumb were his comments, man? The shit that he said. I'm not aware of. He's just like he. So he lost. He was undefeated. Yeah. And he lost to this guy Chito Vera. That he he was just kicking. He was kicking his calf and just kicking his leg apart. And it was like it, it dropped him. And then he won by like TKO. He eventually finished him. And then O'Malley was just saying bullshit that his leg got hurt and that it's not an actual loss to him. Like so in he his still eyes, says he that he's lose. undefeated. Yeah. He's oh like I'm 13 God. and 0 still. Oh boy. Yeah. That's lame, bro. Yeah, that is very lame. And like, then he made that stupid comment about like, oh, if I did her- on a podcast, he's like, if I did heroin, I wouldn't get addicted. He's just like, it's just like a douchebag. Yeah, yeah, those to are get- terrible takes. You deserve to get knocked out. That yeah. was, <sighs> sorry. Like the the, the, <laughs> the lack of self-awareness. Or the discipline. Like, I feel like you should just give respect where respect is due. Yeah, like, like when you catch an L, just. Yeah, just be like, that was a good fight. I'll, I'll learn from from this fight and, and do better the next. Like, that's it. Just give credit where credit's due. Check the kicks next time. Yeah, and he's young like, as hell. Like, that's supposed to be a humble, like a good learning experience. Exactly. Instead, he's being even more immature than he was before the fight. Man, I wish that we were able to go to events, bro. I know, that shit is amazing. Like fights. When we went to MSG, that was so wild. Yeah, we went for uh, the BMF. Yeah, Nate, Nate and Mazadol was wow. That's fucking yo. It was lit, bro. See, I gotta go to an event. That's yo. I'm, Trump came in, and I, where I don't know, people were saying that Trump was getting cheered, but where we were from, where we were up, <laughs> yeah, in, up a it little was, higher. It was bad. It was fuck you. Yeah, it was, was like, oh, crazy, man. man. Yeah, The Rock came out too. Like, wow. if you're Samel, you know me, dog. <laughs> yeah, I fucking yeah, yeah. got all boned up. I was oh, yeah. The Rock got a standing ovation. Yeah, yeah, Trump yeah. got the f bombs. Didn't uh, The Rock uh, put, the put the belt? belt. Yeah. That's so cool. That's so cool. Which is crazy because usually pay-per-views, it's always headlined by a title fight yeah. or Connor, right? And then that one, that's why they made the BMF title, just to have one on there. That might have been it like... also like arguably the two biggest fan favorites in the UFC, Nate and Masvidal. Yeah, that, like that really Everyone is. associates yeah. them with being like gangster and like tough guys. 
That's one of my favorite call-outs ever. Yeah. When Nate was like, Mazdal had a good-ass fight, and the crowd was going crazy. Yeah. He's like, he's, there ain't many like him. He's a gangster, but he ain't no West Coast gangster. <laughs> and like, yeah, what the fuck? That shit was lit, man. There was some good fights on that one, too. We saw Serbazian. Oh, yeah. He's, in, he's still got a nice, bright future. Who's... um. How do you feel Jarzinho, about Rosenstrike that's fighting tonight was word on against Arlovsky. I think he yeah. knocked him out. Yeah. Yo, let me ask you this, Josh. If there's a young fighter and like we always talk about like the hype train, you know how like a guy will be like nine and like Shabazi, let's use Shabazian as an example, uh-huh. right? First of all, were you a fan of his? Uh, I mean, I, I watched him, but like I, he, he was cool. Like he was, he was good. I think he's talented as hell. Right, right. Do you feel like we're mad critical of young fighters that like suffer a loss and like the hype train gets derailed because the UFC always wants to birth like new stars, right? And I, I feel like you'd be a good person to, to answer this too and feel free because they want to build these new fighters to get people like Ahmed to be more enthusiastic about the next guy up, right? Like, oh, this is the next Ronda Rousey, yeah, yeah. this is the next John Jones, this is the next Connor because. Vince McMahon once said, I would never buy the UFC because I can't make the star, right? Like, he can make the storylines. He can make the characters in WWE. That's but true. in the UFC, like, <clears throat> yo, Josh might be 9-0 and with nine finishes. And he's, like, the next big prospect. He's 25 years old. Like, yo, Josh is our guy. They're promoting the shit out of him and all that. And then he runs into a fucking Paulo Costa. Yeah. Right? Your boy. Yeah. That's your boy. He runs into Paulo Costa, who Paulo Costa is... I mean, he's only had one loss, but let's just say Paulo Costa is like a journeyman, right? Like he's been around for a while and like he's only lost to the elite of the elite. Yeah. He just goes in there and fucking molly whops Josh. And then all of a sudden everyone's like, oh, Josh is overrated. Josh sucks. Fuck Josh. He was just all set hyped. him up for failure. kind right. of Right. So how do you how do you feel, Josh, about like the, the hype train getting derailed for UFC fighters? Because we see that shit happen all the time. I, I think it's like people look too much into it like i think it's like shabazian got his ass kicked by Derek brunson mm-hmm. like that's he's still like i think he's like 25 24 like that's a good ass learning experience for him that was a like he's a good like brunson's not a bum he's fought at asanya he's fought whitaker he's fought he's gonna he's, he's gonna, gonna fight, fight holland, kevin holland yeah. like he's fighting stars so and he's got a lot more experience than him like it's good it's a good learning experience for them like that win's gonna help him out in the future because like if he would have starched him in the first round like it would have looked good but now that's just another quick win mm-hmm. where he's not getting that full like full fight experience and like fucking I don't know what I, was, I, I agree was though say. like the learning lesson from those losses I don't think you should feed like look too deep into like the social media train and and people like oh one hit wonder like whatever these the sayings like you should take that as a learning experience and keep it moving look at um didn't Jared fight uh Oliveira yeah who's now a uh, it's going to fight for the belt. Exactly. So, like, you take that loss as a learning experience, and, and now look at Jared's last fight. Complete yeah. domination, yeah. right? I'm not saying, but just you just keep growing and getting better. You learn from your losses, you know? you, And now he's still a fan favorite. Yeah. You know? Well, not, not to make excuses also for Jared. He took that fight on, like, 13 days notice. Yeah, there, that Also too. was, like, a really rough fight to take because Oliveira was on a streak and, like, yeah. He's also fighting at 155. Yeah, he's fighting a class yeah. that's a little Where too Jared big. is kind of, he's kind of drawing dead. Where like, it's hard for him to make 145, even though he's made the cut before. But he's too small to be 155. And like, yo, 155 is fucking stacked, bro. Yeah, yeah that is monster. There's bro. like eight guys that can legit be champions at 155. And then like Oliveira, that was just like a, a tough scenario. You see these guys it take is. these fights all the time, like on like short notice and shit. I feel like 
we you mentioned the fan favorites about Nate and Mazadal. Those guys have like double digit losses yeah, like in their career, and they're still they big fought. ass draws. Yeah. yeah, like even Brunson's record is not the greatest, but look at the people he's fought. Like it's it's you got to look at the people that guy's fighting too. Well, we always talk about it when we pick fighters in DFS. Sometimes we'll be like, "Yo, he shouldn't." Like with Poirier and Connor, right? Boss and I were talking about how it's kind of wild how big of an underdog Dustin is. Yeah, because like. Dustin's not a jobber. Dustin is legit. He's, yeah, yeah. Bro, if you look at Dustin Poirier's wins, it's like seven world champions he's beaten. Connor now, too. It's like, yo, he hasn't lost the bums. So I like to look at, especially when we pick lineups, like who have you lost to and who have you beat? Like if you're beating a bunch of cans, like mm, yeah. how good are you? That's how I feel about tonight's main event. Like Rosenstreich, he's the better kickboxer. And he's fought... Like, he got finished by Ngannou, but who doesn't get finished by Ngannou? Yeah. He fought Ngannou. He literally only finishes people in Ngannou. <laughs> yeah. Josh was wearing the Cameroon flag when we went to, yeah. <laughs> we went to no, Boston. No, no, no. I didn't have the flag. I had the Samoletto jersey. Oh, that's what Samuel it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. With the Cameroon jersey. Right, right. But, but, yeah. but you're talking about, like, who who you fight is a big part yeah, of like it, Yeah, like, Rosa Short knocked out JDS. Like, he's knocking out, like, veterans that have been, like, top-ranked in the division and fighting the higher-ranked guys. Like, Cyril Gan, he's fought, he's kind of fought, like, three bumps mm -hmm. and like that's why he, like he's a huge favorite i think he's like minus 270 but like you got to give a little respect to who that person lost to like you get you don't even have to get clipped by Ngannou's punch you have to get like you have to feel the wind of it and it's <laughs> going to put you on your ass one of the main reasons why i want to get you guys on here is because you guys are part of the dfs chat you know millie chasing we're still waiting for the millie yeah, right? yeah, yeah. i'm still waiting for a thousand <laughs> Danny Danny didn't join us today because he just moved. Shouts to Danny, um, but that's that's the foursome that we have. Our our uh, fantastic four DFS there chat. Go. Foursome, it's a little great, better. great one. Yeah. Force one, yeah. Force one. Force one. This is my second blue moon. I promise. This is my second blue moon. Let me ask you a question. I've been I've been trying so hard to not ask you this until the podcast. That shit pop pop. That's fine. Yeah. How much money do you yeah. think I've lost you because we play Julio Jones? Yeah, how much have you lost me? <laughs> what, the times you think it's his week and he's sitting on the sidelines from Ireland rather than on the field playing? Yeah. yeah. How many times have I told you, yo, bro, it's Julio week and it's not? Honestly, over 30 times. <laughs> like, like, I'm thinking like uh, sometimes Two seasons it, it, worth. it could be more. It's just I like have like this thing in my mind where I just ignore Nick when he says the name Julio. But, like, yeah, it's been a lot of times, bro. More than enough. You there know? was a time when Nick's like, yo, this is the cheapest Julio's ever been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those and are I was best. gonna write back, yo, shut the fuck up. Yeah. I was those like, I don't want to hear it with this guy. Those are the best. So, man, if I had a, if I had a one DraftKings point for every time he caught a ten yard hook and hobbled off the sideline, yeah. he'd yo, have a that, game. That's that's the Julio, right? Like that's the Julio where it is. he'll start a game off, he'll have two catches for thirty four yards in the first drive. We're like, yo, Let's go, baby. I was right. Yeah, I was yeah. right. And then all of a sudden, he's limping off to the sideline. The smiles, <laughs> yeah, smiling yeah, yeah. on the sideline. Danny loses his mind. It's he's like, like it's funny. He's like, yo, this fucking guy, yo. Yeah. All he does is smile on the sideline. And it became a running joke. So you think you think like over 30 times I've cost you money because of Julio? Yeah, I would say 30 gen like generously. But, but, yeah, are you yeah, saying 30 because that's his number and my birthday is coming up and I'll be 30? That's... That's, you know, you're... Damn, we're getting fucking old. Yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's yeah. my Josh the Quarter year. This is your Josh the Quarter right? year. This is, Big year. This is your dirty 30. Rasheed Wallace year. What would you say, how many times have I ruined DFS lineups for you because we play Julio? I don't even know. You know, I've gotten ruined so many times from anyone. But, I don't know. You know, 
Like, I don't know about 30. 30 is a lot. That's like two, literally two Well, first, let, let, let me just paint this picture. Me. Let me just paint this picture. I play Julio every week. I know. Yeah. <laughs> and then you wonder why. The amount of times I actually why. listen to you saying Julio and actually cost me money, maybe like eight. But it's, <laughs> that's still a lot. No, yeah, for sure. Yo, it's, so the, the origins of the Julio started from two different things. One was there was that Monday Night Football game. The Falcons played the Packers. I remember and Danny in our yearly league had Julio Jones, and he needed like forty three points to win. That was when he put up, he put up forty four, right? Or something. Julio had like thirteen for two fifty six and one, and that's when like Julio. Yeah. That's how it started, right? And then <clears throat> week seventeen in twenty sixteen, when the Falcons went to the Super Bowl, that week they clinched like their seeding. They clinched, and they were playing the Saints, right? And they were playing the Saints. And in that game, there were rumors of all the Falcons guys sitting because, like, no matter what, they would have been, like, the one or two seed. I'm sorry. I'm not exactly sure which one it was, but it was one of those scenarios where, like, yo, we're going to rest our guy or we're going to pull our guys after the first couple drives or whatnot. Julio was, like, 6%, and he had, like, 80 for 130 and two touchdowns. And I, that's my 80 best. 80 for 130? Oh, 80 uh, for- hey, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yo, <laughs> that's right? a lot of catches. I wish catches. I had him that way. Yo, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but nah, but he had, he had, like, 8 for 130 and 2. And I had game stacked that game. Oh, there you go. The crew neck already. <laughs> but I game stacked that game. And Julio was like 7 seven or 8% because there were rumors of like him, Devontae Freeman at the time. They were yeah, going to yeah. pull him and shit. And then I, that's, that's like my best weekend of DFS ever. Like that weekend, I won like a lot of money. Yeah. I ended up buying Jazz. I went and bought Jazz like two oh, weeks yeah. after that. Yeah, I wanted Jazzy, to name it. I wanted Jazzy. to name it Julio, but it was a, but it was a girl. So I was like, Yo, Jazzy. It's Julia. Julia. Yeah, Julia. Yeah. Wow, Julia. Julia. Oh my wow. god, you I missed fucked it. up. You I fucked it. up. But yo, who has cost you the most money when it comes to DFS? And you can't say me. <laughs> oh, like you're talking about actual. I'm talking players. about like players. Yeah, like in fantasy. Um, I remember. Like back when, De- well, you know me, I'm Cowboys biased, right? Because I'm a Cowboys fan. So I would say, um, well, there's a Cowboy that's cost me a lot of money, and this year he fucked my whole fantasy. I would say, team up I too. would say Zeke uh, oh, yeah. is, is somebody you. that's cost me a lot of money because <laughs> yo, he's and 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 that's me being biased. I'd always text in the group chat, and I'd be like, yo, this is like a Zeke, Zeke week, week right? yeah, and it would be the furthest thing from a Zeke week. <laughs> like he'd. I don't know what happened last year. And and it's just last year where I played him a lot and, and he would just he couldn't find the end zone. He he really couldn't. So I would say him, um or just really any cowboy that I that I missed because <laughs> that I just you know, I think it's their week and and it just wasn't. Because well, you, you know every, every week. Every time I Yeah, you yeah. did play Dalton Schultz every but week. But listen, I did put you guys on to free game when with Dalton Schultz. Yeah, he, yeah. He, yeah, five catches for forty yards. Yeah, Whatever. You. When you're paying forty nine hundred, you yeah. think. Well, it was a really bad tight end year. Like if you didn't yeah. play Kelsey or like Darren Waller, yeah, because every other tight end you had. Um, Kittle was out. Kittle was out. Yeah, Even when he and played, like there was games where he'd score, literally put up like twenty five, and then games where he put a three. Yeah. yeah, I had him in my auction league, and he was yeah. fucking annoying. I so, never, I never paid for tight ends on DraftKings, and like that's why I made no money this year <laughs> because I would look for like the twenty six hundred yeah. tight end. Like, uh, what's the dude on the on the Bills? Um, Dawson Knox. Dawson Knox. I'd play like Dawson Knox. And I would be like, yo, please just catch that one pass for three yards and a touchdown. Because that's all I would need. Yeah, I would roster him too. But then that touchdown would go to Lee Smith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Lee Smith is. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, I'll never forget. There was one week where I think I had a FanDuel team that put up like 172. And it was 
Dallas was playing Denver. It was like 2017. Yeah, yeah. And Denver had like the number 32 ranked rush defense. And this is like the offensive line for Dallas yeah, was elite. Yeah, yeah. You know, no Zeke injuries. coming in. Like Zeke was like 40% owned and shit. I'm like, yo, it's Zeke week, yo. Let's go. It's Zeke week. 13 carries for 15 yards. Yeah, that's, that yeah. sounds like him. 9,200 down yeah, the journey. I eating. That. I was like a, it was like a 4 p.m. It was game, a 4 p.m. Right? game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they were playing in Denver. And he, they, they fucking, he couldn't do nothing. I was like, yo, Matt, I want to fight you right now because <laughs> this bullshit with the Cowboys. Yeah, it's, it's, um, he's, he's somebody that's definitely lost me a lot of money, especially last year. Especially last year. Because last year was, I would say, <clears throat> one of the, I was mostly invested, like, financially in last year trying to hit big mm -hmm. and i played him a lot and and it just it really he'd ruined my lineups like like bro that. i had him on my yearly team and it was like sunshine and rainbows the first four weeks Dak gets hurt all of a sudden they lose two offensive linemen oh that's still that's still things right yeah it's that's things like things. it was yesterday they lose they lose two offensive linemen and then zeke zeke is the worst a zeke player <clears throat> in this scenario scenario that i'm gonna mention right now is the worst case scenario for you as a yearly fantasy player. He was my number. Th you had the pick after me, didn't you, in our league? Before. Under, yeah, yeah, after. Sorry. After. You had the pick before me. So I took, oh, you took Camara. Yeah, and yeah. I was debating fucking Because I, I was asking you, I was like, who are you going to take? Because we was, know it's going to be Barkley CMC first, too. Right. And I was like, and you you were saying you might go Camara. I, like, I might nice, go Camara. And then there was like the rumors because he didn't he sign his contract yet. Yeah. He was going to hold out. So I'm like, fuck, yo. So I take Zeke, right? I take Zeke. First week, 23. Second yeah. week, 26. 17. I'm like, yo, I'm like, yeah, I'm, sign me up, right? Dak gets hurt. All of a sudden, six points. 12. 12. Like, he had one 12-point week. I was like, oh, my God. Thank God. But Pollard was, like, crushing it every time he would fucking step on the field. And yeah. I, I was, like, saying it at first to, like, troll Cowboys fans and troll you and, like, Zach Lados. I'd be like, yo, Pollard's the better running back. But then, like, all the advanced metrics and PFF shit was showing that, like, Pollard was yeah. the better running back because he'd get, like, eight eight carries a game and he'd be more productive he would. than Zeke. So it got, to, big... it got to a point towards the tail end of the year. It's like, fuck, yo. Do I bench Zeke, but he's my number three overall pick? I have to start him. And then it ended up killing me, bro. I dropped, like, I went, like, one and four in my last five weeks. I lose the bye week, and then I was the bye week and top seed the whole year. That's where you have to, like, separate the daily fantasy player and the yearly player. Like, you have to be like, you know. Because I didn't play Zeke that whole you, you duration. Just, you just said it, right? Because yeah. he's your number third pick. You have to play him. Mm -hmm. But in reality, like on DFS, you're probably not going to pay him play him this week, right? Yeah, that's because you have other options. You have to play. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. That is like true. I was doing that with Zach Ertz, and he was like my fourth round pick, and I was like, yo, I can't bench him because I wasted a freaking. Yeah, pick like pick. that's why when he got hurt, I was like, thank God, like, I, not thank God. No, I know what you I, mean though. Like, it's yeah. like, this helps me out because now I don't have to just make that decision. Yeah, well, that's why. That's why there was that one week where when they were playing the Bengals, yeah. and and. The whole week he was gonna be out, and then he's active game day. I'm like, what the fuck, yeah. man? Just and what ends up happening? Pollard scores a touchdown. He scores 15. Zeke puts up seven. I lose by six. I ended up playing Pollard that week still. So if Zeke ends up sitting that that game, I probably have the one seed, and I end up winning. And it's just like it's the worst case scenario. But you said something really important, and I think that's the biggest difference between yearly fantasy and daily fantasy. I have to play Zeke. You have to play Kamara. Yeah, but. You don't need to in daily fantasy. Yeah. So that's why me personally, I think daily fantasy is a more of a 
obviously it's week to week, but I think it's you need to be a smarter fantasy player to play daily because there's it's more like matchup stuff where you're always gonna start Pat Mahomes in yearly. Yeah, you're always gonna start Kyler Murray unless they're on a bye week, right? Like you're always gonna start these big name guys, or if you have a wide receiver like uh, like uh, let's go with Julio, right? Julio's your number one receiver probably, right? You're you're gonna always play him even if he plays Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. Or Josh Norman, like prime Josh Norman. But in, in daily, you're not going to play him. Yeah, you're also not. you're only playing against your matchup. So it's not like you have to outscore 100,000 other people. That's I just true. have to outscore you. That's mm. true. You make a Which, So even if my team shits to bed, if your team shits to bed, I'm good. Yeah. Which one do you prefer? Um, I think it requires more knowledge. And like it's obviously harder daily mm. because you got to outscore so many other people. And, like, you also got to fill out, like, a whole team with, with, like, a certain salary. Right. Rather than just doing, like, a snake draft or something and having that same team every single week. How about you? Well, I don't really play yearly, so I'm, I'm all in daily fantasy. And I, I agree with Josh. Like, there's so much strategy that goes behind daily fantasy. Because it's not, it's not even the matchups. It's also, it's like, ownership. Ownership, right? This guy's going to be 60% owned. Like, do I play him? And if he does, I'm fucked. Do I fade him? But if he goes off, I'm fucked because sixty exactly. percent of the field has him. You gotta take that. Gamble. So it's like you gotta take a stand, right? Like with showdown. How many times have I told you, like, yo, I'm fading D Hop, and you're like, you're crazy. I'm like, yeah. It doesn't mean that I think he's gonna have a bad game. It's just that when you play like those like two game slates, the prime times, yeah, or you yeah. play like those weird th- um, three game afternoon slates, it's like you gotta take yo, a you stand. have to take a stand and fade someone. And then <laughs> yo, remember that unless, my, unless it's my fades. <laughs> Yeah. Yo, you hit like a five week stretch where every guy I bet faded would put up thirty. Yeah, and we'd be like, "Yo, man, who are you fading today?" D Hop. Eight two for two hundred. Rough, bro. It was so bad. <laughs> I hated that year. But yeah, showdown, especially showdown, because like on the Super Bowl, I I um I fade, I didn't play Godwin or Evans, mm. and I played Gronk at captain, um, Kelsey Hill, Brady, AB, yeah, AB and Fournette. Didn't you come in first and I can't, t- yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it was a the three dollar hundred K to first. And I was like, yo, I got Gronk three percent owned at it was three percent owned to captain. I was like, yo, if this lineup takes it down, I could probably fucking win a hundred thousand. Came in first, tied with about fucking five thousand people. I won a thousand dollars. It was like not even, I won six hundred and then in a different league where it was thirty K to first, I won a thousand. So I won like sixteen hundred total when I should have won one hundred thirty thousand total. Yeah, yeah. Yo, you That's win hundred thirty thousand. How much do how much do I get? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Come on, bro. That's going to be discussed. Yo, this is going to be in the archives. So when he hits yeah, right together, that's why he's, he's not saying that. Yeah, that's not saying. smart. I'll freaking pay for a cabana in, in you, Vegas. You, you gotta, you that. gotta, you gotta buy like every crew neck that I have, like every color. Oh, every color. Okay. Yeah, it's like so every crew neck. What if you have fucking a hundred? Nah, nah. It's hundred thousand crew necks. There's like, there's like six of them, and you, you'd have to buy all six in every size. All right, before you know it, he's buying like 20. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's what I would want. Buy it and like give it away. Yeah, just give them out. Yo, what uh, what's the biggest score you've ever had in DFS? Because we've all like, we've all like, we've won GPPs. Everyone plays different too. Like I'm a strictly a single game player. Josh likes to dabble in like the 20 entry max. You like to play like the 100 mans, no? I used to play the 100 mans. Now I've been doing a lot of single entries. Mm. 
Um, well, last season I did a lot of the single entries. Um, but you see, the scores vary from year to year, right? Because every year the scores get higher. Yo. So this year was obviously my highest scoring year when I played Justin Herbert naked. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I had. Excuse two- me. Sorry about that. I played him with. What that means so I played him without any, without matching him with no any stacking. receiver, no, no stacking receiver, yeah. exactly. So I people was, are gonna think he's playing with Justin <laughs> Herbert naked. <laughs> but I scored over two hundred something points, which I ended up winning first place in that league. But I would say in the last few years, the scores have been crazy. Like it's gone out of control. Two hundred. Uh, Three barely, years ago, won you the Millie Maker. Yeah, you won a million dollars. And now it's like you're barely placing. Exactly. Now you're winning 100 bucks max with 200 You know, like... Why do you ridiculous. think that is, that's the case? Um, I don't know in terms of, like, if FanDuel or DraftKings have changed the scoring or added something. But I truly think that, um, well... There's a lot more people playing daily fantasy, right? That's very true, yeah. There's a lot. It's it's become so popular now than it was when we started five, six, seven years ago. Bro, right? I tell this story all the time. The first time I got exposed to daily fantasy was because of Danny. We yeah, went to Vegas too. 2014 was the first time I went. And I've shared this story before, so it's not like embarrassing for him yeah. or anything. But he was working at the fucking place you guys were working together. The the, the embroidery the spot. Store, the sporting yeah. goods store. Yo, we're in Vegas, and this kid's pulling out hundreds left and right. I'm like, yo, like, what the fuck? Where's this? Yeah. I was like, yo, I don't mean to be a dick, but like, that ain't stitching money. You, yeah, that ain't like, where <laughs> the, what the fuck embroidery is happening? Money, He's like, yo, I play fantasy, but it's it's like every day. I'm like, what? He's like, yo, it's called Draft Street. Yeah, right. This is super throwback. Draft Street was Draft before. Kings ended up buying them out, and that's how they became the entity that they are now. I'm like, yo, tell me more. He's like, yo, you basically like you play. He's like, yo, you know how we play yearly football? He's like, but I pick a new lineup every day and I'm not like married to a certain player. So he was playing basketball at the time. He's like, yo, in yearly, if I draft LeBron, like he's on my yearly team, but he's like, I could play LeBron on Tuesday and then not have to play him again until Saturday. I'm like, yo, what the fuck? And I'm thinking to myself, like, yo, I'm a pretty good yearly fantasy player. I could get into it. Like, why not? This kid's talking at the roulette table, hundreds and shit. I'm like, he's like, yeah, bro, I won, I won like so much money playing this. I'm like, yo, is it legal? Like, I had, I was like, mad virgin questions. I'm like, yo, I didn't know any of this shit. And then before you know it, the next year I start playing. Never won because I'd wake up at 12:45, I'd put a lineup in, and yeah, I'd get fucking, like me. I'd get dominated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The year after that, I started doing a little more research. I got exposed to like Roto World and yeah. and fucking all these websites where it's like, oh, it's matchups, ownership. What the fuck is ownership? Before you know it, 2016, I had that big ass explosion where I'm giving gifts. Like, I won without winning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, yeah, that was that the, was fun. That, that. <laughs> yeah. You haven't seen a gift since. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like quiet. Yeah, but yo, really at the, but at the time, no one was playing that shit. No one. So now a lot more people are playing, and it sucks. It's that, but then it's also with the more people playing, the more like websites are coming out and everyone's buying lineups. So like there's a lot of people with the same teams and a lot of people with like insights that they didn't have years ago. You know, it's crazy. If we had the knowledge we do now about DFS, let's say four or five years ago, we would have had a website. We'd be DFS sharks. Yeah. I'm just, and, and that's because. We we learned just from playing and making our mistakes and growing. Now people are literally, like what Josh said, are buying lineups. When you buy lineups and you have these websites driving these players, ownership goes up crazy. So now it's it's even harder for us to be like, 
are we playing this guy? Like, I don't really want to play him, but his ownership's going to be crazy. So I kind of, like you said, have to. And he, if he duds, then whatever, I'm riding that wave. Or if I, do, if I fade him, then and he duds and I win. But it's, it's such crazy, a, though. it's such a weird dynamic because how can you tell someone not to buy lineups when they're winning all this money, right? Because the objective is to win money, exactly. right? Would you agree? Yeah. Right. That's like that's, well, yeah. that's all yeah. right. right. So like. If a med, hypothetically speaking, pays five hundred dollars to get a lineup every week, and a med ends up winning five k, I can't come to you and be like, "Yo, don't don't play lineups. It's corny." Which I think it's corny. Like buying I, lineups, I, I think it's corny. But then you're gonna be like, "Yo, fam, listen, I, I just paid three of my rents." Yeah, there's what I think of you thinking it's corny. Look, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? I, which is true. Like, yeah. how can how can I say that to you? But it that's why I like single entries. So for people listening, there's different kind of, there's like, when you play the Millie Maker, that's like mass entering. So you can enter 150 times, yeah. right? Where there, it's like, yo, you're drawing dead. It's hard for you to win those kind of contests where it's like only 10% of the field and people are mass entering. Like if Josh enters 150 lineups and I enter two, who has the advantage? Yeah. Josh does because he has more opportunities to win. But with single entry, it's like, that's where... I do my best at. I don't play big anymore the last couple of years because like I don't put the proper research that I should be putting like I was past just because I've gotten busier. And also I don't play the same tournaments. Yeah, you don't. Like back in the day I was playing three the 333 single entry. Yeah. I also had a big hit so I was playing with house money where now I'm like playing the $33. And it's like it's not the same. For you to win honestly I think in DFS and tell me how you guys feel about this hmm. you got to play a little higher. You do. But... I'll say for me, um, but then this kid wins fucking GPPs with three dollar entry maxes. And yeah, it's like, but even then, like, just it's just the higher the entry, though, the less people, right? It's the Usually, less people, and and it's also less risk, yeah. right? Like you're not you're not gonna stack Trubisky and Allen Robinson in a five hundred dollar single entry. You're gonna play Mahomes and Hill. Well, let me. But if you play the three dollar hundred fifty entry max. You're gonna take some like Nick Foles to fucking Cole Komet. Right? Like yeah, shit yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. You're going to take more risk. You guys remember those few weeks where I was playing A-Rob and, and uh, Montgomery on my lineups? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were crushing. And I was telling you that like, yo, you shouldn't play them together? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, <laughs> were, and they were putting up 50 every they week. They were going <laughs> off, right? So that built me a bankroll where I was like, beautiful, I'm going to play this 535 single entry. And when I tell you I couldn't have come closer to last place on that <laughs> entry, I thought I was going to change my life. I was like, yo, I'm playing this. There's like 353 people. Yeah, I came in like 200th place. Like I did not come close to placing. And it was like a gut punch. It well, was. There was a MMA card a couple of a couple of months ago where I went 0 and 6. Which is <laughs> I think there was 250 people in there. I came in I came in last, but I was like 247th yeah. out of 250 people only because like three people didn't submit their lineup. <laughs> so I had the That's worst fine. I had the worst lineup. Where I actually set a lineup. You got to be able to laugh at the, at those moments, though. Oh yeah, that's yeah. Al- it's almost impressive. Like when I make yeah. a lineup that goes like two and four, I'm like, that's that's impressive. <laughs> yeah. You should like be rewarded for that, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Like at least like refund me my, <laughs> my money. Back. Was so- like I tried, I wasted all my salary, yeah. and I still fucking shit. My opinion like that. was so shit that I should like get a reward. Like just buy- give me my my entry feedback. Yo, man, we were talking about this before with uh, with, with Zeke and the Cowboys. <clears throat> You're a Cowboy fan. I had you call into the pod one time. We yeah, were talking yeah. about Dax injury. Uh, and your face, facial expressions kind of changed before when I mentioned the Dak injury. Yeah, it stings. 
How do you how do you feel about Dak Prescott as a Cowboy fan? Because Man. he's a very he's a very polarizing guy. Like people are like, "Yo, you can't pay him." Others are like, "What do you have beside but behind him?" So like, as a Cowboy fan, how do you feel about this whole Dak Prescott situation? Because you have two guys here who we all root for teams in the same division. Cowboy fan, oh, yeah. Washington fan, Giants fan. We all hate the Eagles. Yeah. So we could agree on one okay, thing. Yeah, right yeah, there, yeah. Right? We could agree on that. All we need right? is an Eagles fan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But we're not having that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, so how do you feel about the, the Cowboys, how they're handling the Dak situation as a Cowboy fan? I personally think that the Cowboys will come to an agreement with paying him. But me personally, as let's take me... Let's let's take the cowboy fan out of me for a second, right? Mm-hmm. Just look at Dak Prescott as a guy. Mm-hmm. He's a stand-up guy. You have much respect for him. Any fan, even your rival teams have respect for him. And he's the hardest working player on the field. You see some of the some of the plays he makes, those dives into the end zone head first just to score the touchdown. He's a true leader on and off the field. And and I think he's he's shown that he's better than let me. I'll say most of the quarterbacks have gone paid. Jared Goff's gone paid. I know he's taken his team to the Super Bowl, but he. I don't think he's as good as as Dak. And and maybe you guys can agree with me on that. But but like yeah, truthfully, Goff like Goff is mid as shit. You know. So like to to, I mean, me personally though, if Dak does get franchise tagged against this, again this year, I I pray that he finds a team that that takes him and and gives him a good contract and he could continue to grow with. But but truthfully, he's. <clears throat> He's overcome so much in his personal life and even being a fourth round pick to becoming a starter of Amer- America's team, like ah, no, no, I know. But like he, the highlight and the spotlight, <laughs> nah, everything is sure. on yeah, him and, and look you. how he handles it. And he's he's, he's a stand up guy. He's, he's also a superstar. Like yeah. he was literally I had him as my MVP like the first like four weeks. Yeah. Because he was going nuts. Yeah. Bro, he Your lo- defense couldn't stop me and Nick if yeah, he was exactly. quarterbacking. And I, <laughs> well, I mean, listen, I, I am a stallion. I'm <laughs> let's, let's, let's get it twisted. But, yeah, yeah, I'm talking uh, about me catching <laughs> Nick, remember what I was saying to you, though, right? I think he led the league in receiving yards like a week or two. Passing, even after yeah. after he – oh, passing. Yeah, receiving even – Yeah, but yo, he – even when after he, he got hurt, yeah, he was like leaving. week seven, he still led the league in passing. Yeah, which, which just says And so even much. like like end of the season, he was still – just got a twitch in my phone. <laughs> even end of like the season, I think he had more passing yards than some quarterbacks. Which he or probably did. Or week 12, did. like late yeah, into the late season. Yeah, late into the year. Yeah, but yeah. It, just, it just goes to show you like – and I know a lot of those um, passing yards came from like come comeback losses because, I mean, how many games did we win in the first five games? But like – he really made games interesting after we were getting blown out and people were like, yo, they're not winning this game. He, you know, it just it just says so much about him. Like, he never gave up. He he kept working. And like you said, though, look how good Zeke was when Dak was playing. Even Of course, because you can't put fucking 19 yeah. people in the box to stop Zeke because he, you got Cooper, Lamb, uh, Gallup. Compliments who everybody. I think Gallup, the most violated wide receiver yeah. in the NFL. Like... Like disrespected, like yeah, underrated? bro. He never gets yeah underrated. He's Dude, solid. He, he had eleven hundred yards in twenty nineteen, and then when they signed CD Lamb, it's like he was. All the graphics were like Dak. Uh, who who is the tight end that they had that got hurt before Dalton Schultz? Jarwin. Jarwin. Ooh. So it was like it was like Dak, Zeke, Cooper, CD Lamb, Blake Jarwin. Yeah, and it's like yo, hold on, Gallup had eleven hundred yards on like fifty two catches. Yeah. An 1,100-yard receiver, you're a number two wide receiver on, like, 
every team in the league pretty much. Number you one on you actually posted something on, on Instagram about yeah, that. Yeah, bro. I was like, yo, Gallup is like, yo, give up like a third or fourth round pick to get Gallup on your team. Easily. Because he's... He's a problem. Yeah, your mic, your stand keeps like gently floating <laughs> yeah, away. Yeah, it does, right? it's, like, it's like getting a boner. Like, oh. <laughs> but, dude, so Dak had all these weapons, right? And I, a lot of people were saying what you just said about how Dak's numbers are inflated because they're playing from behind. My counter to that is he's well, throwing them back into games and making he's throwing it, them back yeah. into High games or one score games. And and you know who knows that they're gonna throw every down? The defense, and yeah. he's still lighting them up. And yeah, I get it that they were one and three. In it, you know, when he got hurt, they were one and three. I think they might have been two and three because then he got hurt to the Giants and they yeah, beat yeah, the Giants yeah. there. Fucking idiots! They lost that game. The Giants did, mm-hmm. but Dallas, you saw how bad it got without him. <laughs> There's not many quarterbacks on his level. I'm not saying he's Pat Mahomes, but he's also not fucking Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton, <laughs> like, yeah, pretty exactly. So. And he's outperformed his contract. Yeah. Like, he was a fourth-round pick making seven. Like, the punter was making more than him. He deserves the contract. He does. He really – it's it's kind of almost disrespectful, I think right? I think him getting hurt might have been the best thing that happened to him. Because oh, yeah, yeah. it showed that, like – His worth. It showed Bro, worth. you don't want to pay me $35 million? I bet. Yeah. Congrats. Yeah. This is what you got to deal with now. I think they still pay him $35 million even with the franchise tag, right? Or yeah. whatever the case may be. Like, yeah. he's still getting paid well, a lot. So, so that's the thing, because your boy yeah, did yeah, that. Kirk, Kirk Cousins. Cousins back-to-back years in Washington. Mm-hmm. And then he goes and he gets paid. Like, I think Kirk Cousins has made the most money in the last decade. of Guaranteed, right? Guaranteed, yeah. Yeah, because, he, that, because when you are getting franchise tag every year, your next contract, you're like, yo, you telling your agent, like, I want guaranteed money because mm-hmm. this is bullshit. Like, that, that's, like, he really got disrespected by Washington. Because mm-hmm. then what happened to us those next couple years? We couldn't even find a quarterback that could throw the ball for 200 yards. Yeah. Meanwhile, he was giving us, like, given, like, also you can say he was throwing from behind and he's not that good and whatever. But he was throwing for, like, 350 yards a game. But, yo, you know what else I feel, man, that doesn't get talked uh, enough about with the quarterback? You said it about Dak. Like, yo, you have an adult, right? Like, you have a, you have a good dude leaning, leading your franchise. You got stability there. Like, Dak missed no games up until this <laughs> yeah, year. Like, like, bro. Eli Manning is going to make the Hall of Fame one day, and it's going to be because of he didn't miss a start for 15 years. And also because he has two Super Bowls. Right. No, I get it. But, like, <laughs> a big part of his greatness is because, like, yo, this dude was there every Sunday. Right? Like, Matt Ryan, mm-hmm. he's there every Sunday, bro. Like, look, some people like him, some people don't. He's been an MVP, but it's also been like, how the fuck did that guy win MVP? But I feel like, yo, if you have stability there, like, if Dak is your quarterback, you're not wasting a first or second round pick on a QB for the next 10 years. Which, to me, that's how I define a franchise QB. You find a guy that you don't need to worry about a franchise quarterback anymore. Yeah. And you have that in Dak. Well, it's the most important position in any, sp- in any sport, I think. Quarterback is, in all sports, the quarterback's the most important position. Yeah. Because, like, they have the ball every single play. Mm-hmm. And, like, you can have mediocre wide receivers. Like, Aaron Rodgers made bad wide, not bad, but not the greatest wide receivers look great. Like, he's making Marquez Valdez-Scantling look like this Deshaun Jackson. Yeah. Because he's catching all these 60 yeah. touchdowns. Alan Lazard. Alan, like, yeah. not the greatest wide receivers. and He do got a fucking beast, though, in Devontae. The best wide yeah. receiver in the NFL, yeah. if you ask me. He's yeah, so yeah. good. So that, that, that helps those guys, too. But then you can just draft defense for years. <clears throat> like, the Colts built a good defense because they just, 
and a good offensive line because they had Andrew Luck. Mm-hmm. They drafted offensive line def- and built defense. And now Wentz is walking into a perfect situation there. Decent, decent weapons. You got Pittman. Hilton's a little washed up, but you got Pittman. Pascal's decent. You got mm. decent tight ends, and you got this beast defense and a good offensive line. Bro, and they're running back Taylor. Too, bro. Oh Jonathan yeah, Taylor's. and Hines. And Hines, Hines yeah. is a little friggin'. Yo, did you have Taylor in fantasy? Did no, you? I had Hines. You had Hines. Yeah. Hines, he's good. He's no one has, catcher. no one has worse luck than him in our yearly league. Yeah, <laughs> this kid finishes like top three points for every year, and, yeah. and but he I don't has, make the playoffs. He don't make the I playoffs. Finish most in points <laughs> against. <laughs> yo, there was a stress like, yo, you, you want me to get him pissed right now? I'm gonna mention the name. Ready for this? Matt Asiata. That was so corny. <laughs> was so corny. Yo, I had guys on a bye week, and I started Matt Asiata against Josh. He scored the three touchdowns. Three t- yo, he had literally like twenty yards. And three, he had three touchdowns. Yo, he had like nineteen carries for twenty eight yards, three touchdowns against Josh. He's like, yeah, I can't do this. He's like, I'm never that's, playing fantasy again. See, that's that that will like make you not want to play yeah. it ever again. Yeah. There Even, was a there was a week this year where I was playing Marco. I put up 196. Marco put up 188. He would have beat everyone else in our league, but it just so happened that we matched up. And it's like, yo, shit, luck. That's that's just. But that happened to him all the time. Yeah, He'd be like, the, I want our yearly league to be like like a like a daily league where it's so to say for ten people in our league, the top five scores. Get a win. Mm. Bottom five scores get an L. Interesting. See, you know what I mean? Like, that's very interesting. That should be like... Because you got assholes scoring 95 points getting wins, and then me scoring 130 and getting Ls. It's like... And then they're like, fucking like Ralph, could, won, Ralph won the league with the least points four. Yeah. Literally with the least points four, and he was he won. You could literally have the second highest points four and still lose if, the, if you're playing against the guy with the most points, right? Yeah. And then... No one in the league scores more than you, and they still get wins. Yo, what about this idea I've been sitting on? I haven't presented it yet to the league because it's still new. Here we go. <laughs> Getting rid of kickers. I, I'd be on board for that. Just because they shouldn't be a deciding factor in a week. Bro, didn't you have the dude from Miami? Yeah, I, I picked him up. Yeah. And I had him yeah. for a few weeks. He was uh, dogging. He was giving me like 15 points a week. Yeah. And like <laughs> another kicker gives like three. You're at a big disadvantage right there. Think about it, bro. Yeah. Say you have say you have Butker right on the Chiefs. Chiefs score forty two points, and he just kicks six extra points, right? So he has six points. Miami scores eighteen points. This fucking guy hits four field goals. Yeah, that's how it literally was. Cause that's two, how it was. Yeah, yeah. Tua, Tua couldn't Tua's score. arms, dog shit. Yeah. See, I'll never say anything bad about kickers, because Boswell. Remember a couple of years ago, won me a thousand bucks on a field goal to win the game. So I'll never. I like kickers actually. I wish they can go back to that because I feel like that's when. Fit. Oh, Fanduel, you're talking about. Fanduel, I'm yeah. I'm sorry, but well, I know you were Kings talking about. I know you're talking about yearly, but yeah. Back in the day when when we had kickers, things were things were kind of nice for us, man. Well, not for me. I'll nah, never forget. Yeah, 2016 didn't have kickers. They did, okay. but there was the year 2017. I paid for Matt Bryant, the kicker for the Falcons. Okay. I paid 5,200, score one point, and then that <laughs> yeah. same week it was like. Uh, it was like um, Kai Forbath. Okay. Scored twenty three points. Twenty three points as a kicker. Yeah. That's... Was he on the? He was on the Vikings at oh. the time. I thought that was. Wasn't he on the Washington yeah, that's... team? He was. He. Well, I mean, a lot of kickers bounce on like so many yeah, different yeah. teams. Yo, speaking of Washington, how you feel about your quarterback situation? Um. So. Because you were I'm, all in on yeah, Heineke. No, no. He's I, like, yo, give him the uh, rights to the <laughs> arena. <laughs> give him everything. Was... Josh, Josh. Josh is like, well, to be fair though. What was I saying when we played the Eagles in in the 
week 17 to make it to the playoffs. I was like, yo, can we please start Heineke? Because mm-hmm. yeah. when Has- Haskins is a freaking joke of a... <laughs> what a mess. <laughs> when we played Carolina and Haskins played horrible and got benched, which eventually led to him getting cut. Right. He came in and like this dude knew the offense for about seven minutes. And he came in and played really well against Carolina. He threw a touchdown, which got called back holding. We had to kick a field goal. And then he threw another touchdown the next drive. So basically two, two drives, two scores. I was like, yo, he looks good. Like, he's got a decent arm. He, he could scoot a little bit. He could bit. move, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I was like, can we please start him against the Eagles? And then we brought in Alex Smith. Like, you know, obviously it was a great comeback story. But, like, he's a sitting duck when yeah, there's yeah. any sort of blitz. And that nearly lost us the week against <clears throat> Nate Sudfeld. If it, Nate Sudfeld didn't come in, we probably would have lost that game. Yeah. No, I know. We uh, trust me, I'm all aware. <laughs> uh, I was on the, my P's and Q's hoping that we fucking were, I didn't see yeah, Nate Sudfeld. That's why I freaking Golden Tate uh, yeah. getting all mad had like 400 yards catch. Yeah, yeah, all year. But so like, even when like Nate Sudfeld came in, came in, came in, and he, Ronnie, me and Ronnie were watching, and she's like, oh my God, I feel so bad for this guy. Like, he, look, he, look, he, <laughs> he looked like... He scared, bro. Yeah, he looked like... Yeah. He and also, like you guys no have a, an amazing there. defensive line, which yeah, is going to yeah. keep you in Imagine game. you're going cold and audible, you look to your left, you see Chase Young breathing mad heavy, and you're like, oh, fuck this, bro. Yeah. That's why I dropped that snap. Yeah. Well, but, also, I want to paint the picture about Josh. You know how you have calluses on your hands, like if you lift? Oh, I there mean, was I one time <laughs> we were watching the Eagles-Washington game at Danny's apartment. This kid was biting his fucking calluses. Yeah, I drank half a bottle of Kettle One at that time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sick Washington yeah, I bled through like four Band-Aids. But so, yeah, so Taylor Heineke. Yeah. I was supposed to get over to that. Yeah. I got so like, I was saying I wanted him to play that game. And then when we went into... The, the, the wild card round and Alex Smith was like questionable that whole week. I was like, yo, please play Heineke. And like everyone, like my friend, Anthony Cambriello, he was telling me like that he's like, look at Alex Smith's record. He's like, you're crazy that you don't want him to play. Cause his record was starting for us was like five and one or something. Like he had a really good record. Right, right, right. And I was like, yeah, I was like, that's not cause of him though. I was like, our defense is playing incredible. I was right. like, Heineke gives us the yeah. best chance to win against a high powered offense. We have to score. And he's like the most diverse threat at our quarterback position. And then he came in, and like people were like ruling this out already. And I was like, "Yo, Heineke's gonna play okay." And then he played incredible. Like he basically he almost outdueled Brady. Like if you look at the stats, he played better than Brady. And now that that aged perfectly that game for him. Well, because- I remember saying to you how because I went back and I watched a bunch of the playoff games, and I think Washington gave Tampa Bay their best game easily. Yeah, I mean, if you, even if you look at like the scores, like it was, I think we lost by eight. Yeah. But we were in that game. We were scoring every time they scored. We were answering. And he was throwing it to an unhealthy Terry McLaurin. Uh, bang, bang. Yeah, I love Terry. Best too. wide receiver in that division. Sorry. <laughs> Terry Come McLaurin's on. the best wide receiver in that Come division. Come on, bro. Just, He's just, better than Cooper, don't, bro. Don't do that. Don't do that. Yo, dude. Cooper had that. I'm, so, I'm sorry. You can't. Come on. Come on. Yes, Alex Smith. You could argue. And Dwayne Haskins. He had his college quarterback. Right, let it play more. out a couple more years before you make that. Claim. Terry McLaurin is right. Formula F1, uh-huh. baby. <laughs> you could say Logan Thomas is the best tight end in our division, but give it to Cooper. Like Evan, uh, Evan Ingram, Evan, Pro Bowler. Evan, uh, Evan Ingram's on my shit list. I, no, Logan I Thomas. Can't, I can't stand I like him. Logan he's, Thomas. He's, he's, a, a, he's a quarterback. Yeah, he's he's a literally beast, a college bro. quarterback. Last year, he, he tore it up. Uh-huh. Tore it up. But yeah, so Taylor, like, he was playing with, like, he was throwing a Cam Sins. You paused? You're good. You're good. Because that camera just died. So the rest of the show, we're not, there's no more camera. Oh. So camera died. I mean, we're, we're still recording, though. Oh, okay. You can't plug it in and, like, it run with the charger in? I have to change the battery. And right now, I'm oh, kind of okay. lazy because we're going to start winding down. All right, all right. And, yeah. 
All right, so I'll spit the bars then. There you go. All right. Mm. So he's like Taylor's throwing to a Steven Sims and Camsons that aren't the elite wide receivers. Good, good. Keep going. What the fuck's going on? I just took my phone off because I used my phone to record. So now that we're not recording. Oh, it's just going to be audio only? Now? Yeah, it's going to be audio oh, only. All right. Oh, this kid's not paying attention. No, I thought maybe the camera's going to be on me and the med and oh, we're just the rest God. of the show. Oh, okay. That'd be That's weird. That's crazy, how, right? I was hyped for that, though. <laughs> I was like, ah. That's fine. How am I going to edit that? You if know. I'm talking, it's just going to be on YouTube the whole time? Yeah. That's mad selfish, bro. You can figure that out. It's the opposite of selfish. Come on. I don't think it's crazy. So. The okay. first podcast the camera dies down on, though, huh? But yeah, like Taylor, he earned the contract he got now. And like the team wants to play. Like you heard them after the game. Chase Young was. They like, rallied behind them. Yeah. They have that, like, the old mic'd up stuff of Chase Young saying Heineke and yeah. like loving like what he's bringing. He's like, this kid got swag. And then Ter- Terry McLaurin's like, I want to play with number four again. He's like, he's like, I play with him any day of the week, twice on Sunday. And it's even though, like, he, he don't have to be the starter. But he was. I'm glad he got that contract because now we have a very trustworthy backup in case we want to go after like a freaking Watson. Okay, yeah. so you read my mind because I was going to ask you. There's rumors about Watson. There's rumors about Russell Wilson to Dallas yeah. too. I don't know how possible that is because of the contract. Because you're going to inherit a 35 million dollar quarterback, whereas like now you don't have a quarterback that kind of contract under contract with you. Watson, what would you be willing to give up to get him? I had this conversation, I think probably with you guys and in another group chat. I wouldn't give up Chase Young and multiple first-round picks for him. Mm. I love Watson. I think he's insanely talented. Right. Um, But it's – you like it would just look bad to the team. Like Chase Young's the leader of that team. He already has this, the C on his jersey. He brings, like, so much. Like, look at the spotlight Washington's in. Like, he's all over ESPN. He's always getting talked about. When it was when we played the Buccaneers, it was Tom Brady versus Chase Young. Mm-hmm. And he's a leader. And, and you're giving up multiple first-round picks? I want to do that. You need that anchor on the defense to keep it a good defense. Because we lose him, maybe our defense isn't going to be that good anymore. Hmm. What would you give up to get Watson? I wouldn't. You wouldn't? You, you would just stay with Dak? Yeah. He has an, a different option. Yeah, we yeah, don't yeah. have another. Our options, Taylor. That's, that's a great point. That's we're, a very good def- point. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, we're desperate. Yeah. Right what are we going to give well, up? So, for? so am I. So am but I. I'm just saying, like, what, what realistically, like, the Cowboys don't have, like, a Chase Young to give up for a yeah, while. Yeah, yeah, they have more that they could offer. They do. Yeah, like, Without you heard what Mike Tomlin said? He's like, I hope we're. When he was talking to Chase, Chase Young, Young he's yeah. like, I never hope we're in a situation where we can get a guy he, like you. He said, I'll never be in a situation. Oh, I can never. I'm never in a situation to get a guy like you because my team is too good. Yeah. Like, I have to be really bad in order to get a guy like you. Yeah. That, but he said, I hope I'm never in that situation. Yeah, I hope I'm never because that means that my because team Because that means sucks. you're yeah. going to be the worst team right. in the NFL and you have the first overall pick. That's a good point that you made, man, because you guys are, I mean, the Giants are very similar to, to Washington. Like, Daniel Jones... I wanted him to be something so bad, right? But he just keeps making the same mistake over and over again. It's almost like he was better his rookie year than he is right now. He's being tackled, and he's throwing passes and double coverage. Like, as he's going down, it's like, bro, just take the sack. How's your offensive line, though? The offensive line, uh, it got got better. Okay. He's still making the same mistakes. Yeah. Like, there's no – like, yo, if he made the mistakes, the mistakes he made his rookie year, he made it his second year also. So there's no growth. 
he had no Saquon though. Like when you have, I'm sorry, That's but like true. when you have a running back, right? Like even when I was saying about Dak. And the most upsetting thing was that this pat the 2020 Giants was the exact team I had in my mind that Saquon would be great for. Yeah, run heavy, decent weapons on the outside, good offensive line blocking wise, and you had a really good defense. I think they had like the 12th best defense in the league compared to what it was in past years. Like yeah. that's a, a sign me up for the next 10 years to have the top a top 12 defense. So Saquon not being there to answer your question, like yeah, that that definitely blows. And that defense was on the field a lot. Hell because yeah, bro. When Matt Jones three was even hurt. And... Colt McCoy's going three and out every single play, you which is suck. so weird because they go into Seattle and they beat Seattle yeah. as a fourteen point underdog with Colt McCoy, and then they're at home against the Browns and this guy can't complete a first down. He's fucking morons. <laughs> no, I, yeah, it's got to be tough to watch. It sucked, and all Giants fans were pissed off at Philly when. Washington ended up making the playoffs because they pulled Nate's they pulled Jalen Hurts for Nate Sudfeld. And I felt like I was the only one that was saying, Hey, you know what you shouldn't do? Have to worry about other people to yeah. do your job. Yeah. Right? Like, yo, Evan Ingram, he wants to get paid, right? Because he's a free agent. Catch the ball. Catch the ball. I would if I was yo, if I was the Mara family, I'd be like this. Yo, Evan, come on in, man. Come <laughs> into the office. He sits down. I'll be like, yo, look here. I'd have a highlight tape. Like the first three plays would be like super popping. And then it'd be like eight minutes of him dropping passes that cost some games. Oh, I thought you were going to like say, here's a video of Jeremy Shockey. It'd be more no, like him. No, no. <laughs> I was going to be like, yo, you fucking, the Thursday night football game against the Eagles. Remember Carson Wentz gets the ball back and he throws a touchdown to Boston Scott in the end oh, zone yeah, 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 yeah. on like that drive? Yes. Well, there's a third and eight where Evan Ingram runs like a wheel route wide I open. I remember this. Yeah, Daniel yeah. Jones, the like the best line. pass he's ever Dime. thrown. Ingram is probably like the, the closest defender is at the door, maybe eight yards away, drops it. There's a there's a conversion against uh, the Steelers where he drops an easy first down, like wide open. It's like, yo, there were so many plays like that. So you can't be mad at Washington and Philly. I mean, not Washington because they have to win to get in. can't be mad at Philly for pulling the quarterback. Like, they you, got, you fucking for. losers lost yeah. mad games that you shouldn't have lost. It's I'm a like, big like, yo, I want to be successful by me having to control my own destiny and outcome. I don't need Josh to have to do something for me to be successful. Yeah, yeah. Like, do you delegate and give priorities to other people? Yeah. But in the grand scheme of things, in, in sports, like, I never want to be a... I want to be in a winning you're in. Yeah. As opposed to, like, all right, I got to win, but I need a med to lose and Josh to tie. Yeah. It's never going to end up well, bro. Well, if Dak never gets injured, you know, we'd be in a different... Sure. All right. I just want to make things clear between all three nah, of us. We can go I on, though. I just want to throw that situation. I mean, I think that's anyone can admit that. Yeah, exactly. I just want to throw that in. Especially anyway. with how Carson Wentz and the Eagles kind of fell off a cliff. Like, that relationship. That was crazy, yeah. bro. I can't believe that shit happened. Because, you, yo, this is the weirdest thing. Like, I'm so pro Carson Wentz. Do you think that's the yeah. biggest L that I've suffered in the last <laughs> couple years? It's pretty bad, yeah. I don't know. I, even me, I used to argue with you because I was on the on Dak's side. Yeah. It was like in our fantasy football like league, the yearly one. It was like me and Ralph, and I think Joey versus the field when it came to Dak versus Carson Wentz. Because everyone else except us three were on Dak's side. It's either gonna be Nettie. Carson Wentz or or your Josh Josh Rosen. Hey man, do you gotta do that on my show? I'm sorry, <laughs> but like I forgot about Josh. Yeah, Where yeah. Even no, is he? I held that in my back pocket. You Yo, know? you, no, that was bad. Did you take Josh Rosen on the Giants? <laughs> no, not now. 
I was ready to, yo, bro, that whole man. You give been. everything up for Josh Rosen. Bro, I forgot. Time. Where even is he? Is he in the NFL? Miami, I think. Nah, he's on the Niners now. Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> That's how you know. Wasn't bro, he on Miami? For he was on Miami. <laughs> he was on Tampa Bay. And he's only going to be in the league for like two years, right? <laughs> Something like that. Straight to the XFL, he goes. Jesus, what a take. <laughs> yo, what about, um, <laughs> going back to DFS a little bit, it just reminded me. How many times have you written in the chat? Yo, and then you'll write a player's name. Yeah, it's like tw- 12 yard receiving. <laughs> no, 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 no. You'll do this. Like, it'll be a guy that I recommend, right? Like, I'll be like, yo, play play Keenan Allen. Yeah. Right? He'll be like, Keenan Allen, dud. The offense hasn't been in the field yet. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. But not only that, like, say, say I'll, I'll tell a med guys that, yo, you got to play Keenan Allen, Keenan Allen, Keenan Allen. It's like this week's, this week's Julio is Keenan Allen. And then all of a sudden, it'll be like, Three minutes left in the second quarter. A metal right. Yo, Keenan Allen. And I might not be paying attention. Yeah, and I'll write, like, yo, what are you doing? You're like, nothing. <laughs> Literally nothing. <laughs> He's done nothing. <laughs> I, I'm the worst when it comes to things like that. Yeah, yeah, know, it could I, mean anything. It could mean 50 yard touchdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could mean he has zero points or it could mean in he has all 10 caps, yards. Keenan when Allen. When I write someone's name in all caps, there's like 50 different outcomes yeah, that yeah. could happen. It'd be like, Keenan Allen, yo. <laughs> yeah. And I'd be like, yo, man, what happened? I use the bathroom. He'd be like, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> he literally hasn't done anything. Or the best of like, he'll just have like a 20 yard catch and I'd write in all caps his name like should only write in all caps if he scores a touchdown yeah like a 50 yard yeah, catch you know, something like crazy I'm at celebrating something resp- yeah. well anything helps right anything helps anything helps, help, yeah. anything anything helps, right? helps. let's start wrapping this up man we're about an hour and a half in this that's was fun. tough that Quite was fun. you have no so idea how bad I have to pee. yeah you gotta pee so bad bro yeah. you know I can stop it at any time especially right. now without the cameras alright damn I have to pee too you wanna stop it now Yo, man, where can they find you, bro, if they want to contact you? Um, yo, I forgot my Instagram name. I think uh, on my Instagram is the only thing I have that's really social media. You can find me on uh, IG Schmeddy. It's just uh, S-H-M-E-D-D-Y underscore underscore. Mm. That's not obnoxious. I just, I just pulled it out Very obnoxious. Now. I don't know why I spelt it out for everybody. <clears throat> I just pulled no, it no, out No, no, no. I mean, you had to spell it out because it's an obnoxious that is true, right? name. Mine's yeah. easy. It's Decor to 30. Oh, I'm D-A-C-O. sorry. You have no underscores? No. Oh, you're cool. Who are you, Jay-Z, bro? Oh. Josh, my bad. What did you say it was? D-A-C-O-R-T-A. Decor to 30. I'll make sure that I have... 30. I'll make sure that I have everyone's stuff in there. At the Lamb Show is where you can find me. At Veterans Minimum is where you can find everything for the show. And we'll catch you guys next time. This dog off the leash and is ready to kill. Homie, go finish your meal. I'm coming for real. Taking that food right off of your grill. Nikki too ill. Can't let a drop of me spill. Clogging the lane. I'm feeling the strain. I'm here for the spot to be filled. Not to be cocky, but all of you watching while I'm in the cup paying property bills. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. 
the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.